This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. And as mentioned in the daily financial news this morning, we have a special guest today at 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific. Let's welcome Mr. Henry Washington to the show. How are you doing, Henry? I'm well. Thanks for having me, man. This is fun. Absolutely. So I've been checking out your Instagram. We have some mutual friends. And what I like about you is you just, uh, you know, A, you're doing the work. You're not like a lot of people out there like that talk housing and, and rent, right? They don't own anything, <laughs> right? You own, you own dozens of doors. So you're doing it and you're really helping, right? You're inspiring people. Uh, one post we will definitely talk about is house hacking to your dream home. I think people need to realize just how powerful house hacking could be. If you delay gratification just for a little bit. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But before we get into all that, Tell my audience, who is Henry? What do you do? What's going on? All that good stuff. Yeah, man. Henry Washington. I'm a real estate investor in the Northwest Arkansas market. I've got 67 doors and uh, we're doing, gosh, I don't know, 10, 15 flips a year. I say flips. It's more like hotels. We buy them, we clean them out, we lift them again. Yeah. Um, and so we do that. And then um, I'm a teacher and a coach. So I teach people how to invest in real estate. I've got courses and coaching programs and some students who are kicking butt out there getting That's deals. Awesome. So it's, it's a, it's a fun, fun, fun career, man. So, so let's, let's talk about the beginning, right? So my, so my, my journey starts in 2002, buying my first rental. When'd you pick up the first one, Henry? 2017. Oh, not, oh, wow. You are crushing 2017. Yeah. 66, seven, I'm sorry, 67 doors now. What is that? Four years, three years, four years, just, wow. just hit four years. Yep. All right. So I always like to talk about the first deal. What, what, you know, when, when you jumped in, what, what was it? Just a crazy deal, lucky deal. What, what, what was the first one? Uh, at the time it seemed lucky. Um, but after looking back, you know, it, it all, it all happened like it was supposed to. So mm-hmm. the, the, the story goes, uh, I got, I found real estate through a panic attack at three in the morning because oh, no. <laughs> I wasn't, uh, 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 my wife and I had, had a conversation the night before just about like what our dream. So, so even before that, my wife sure. and I got married pretty quick. Okay. So I went from single to married in 365 days. No joke. Like we met and then I married one year to the day. Okay. So, and, and as a single guy, I, I, I made money and then I spent money pretty much all <laughs> Been there. I pretty much spent more than I made. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> that was fine for me. Like if right. I had to get by on the dollar menu for a little while, that was fine. But when you get married, that doesn't fly so well. Yeah. Um, we had had a conversation one night about our future and our dream house and kids and things. And I just quickly realized that like, that's when it all hit me like a ton of bricks that the lifestyle I was living wasn't going to work. Being <laughs> I had no idea how to fix it. I just didn't have any financial education. So I did what any normal red-blooded human being does at three in the morning when they have a panic attack about money <laughs> is I just started Googling how to make <laughs> <my> money. Google. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, 
I just oh, kept seeing funny. articles and, and videos about real estate and I landed on this, this TED talk. It's a TEDx talk and it was this kid in the UK. He had 20 something doors and the title of the TED talk was how to design your dream life through passive income. And I was like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Let me watch so, that. I'm going to watch that yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so I watched that one. And it's just a normal kid. He's 20 something. He's talking about how he's got 25 doors. He's financially free. And and I was just like, that was like the first time I realized that like regular people bought real estate. I just yeah. thought it was wealthy, super wealthy people own real estate. I didn't, I didn't know just like the normal Joe Schmoes go out there yeah. and buy property. And so that's awesome. I was like, well, if this kid figured it out, like, <laughs> I'm smarter I'm than him. Figure it out. <laughs> right. I'm gonna go figure it out. And so I just, I just flipped a switch, man. And that's I, awesome. and I decided at three in the morning, I was going to be a successful real estate investor. So that was 18, 2018. That was 2017. Okay. That was 17. Okay. 17. So, um, I forgot to ask all your investments in the same, in your backyard in Arkansas. Yep. Yes. Sir. Yeah, one yes, market sir. didn't fall for the grass is greener elsewhere idea. Yeah, absolutely. I like, it. I just okay. did a deal in Missouri, but it's like an, it's like an hour drive from here. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. My market's two um, and a half hours away. So yeah. An hour drive yeah. seems close. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I feel um, you. Okay. Yeah, man. So I just started educating myself like podcasts. Uh, I, I did the things I knew to do yeah. from being an athlete, like as an athlete, right. If you surrounded yourself with other athletes and that's how you learned things to get better. And they pushed and, you and, and you learned little yeah, subtleties. So I was like, I got to find other investors. And so I just got in every real estate investment group, every nice. meetup group, any place investors were gathering. I just wanted to be in the room so I could learn. Yeah. And then I started making these connect connections and networking and I started learning how all this stuff worked. Wow. And so I just started telling people in these rooms that I was an investor. I had no idea how to be an investor. I had bad credit. I didn't have any money, but I was like, I'm just going to tell them I'm a, if I, if they, if I don't believe I'm going to be an investor. Why would they believe me? So right. I just would start telling people. And that's how I found my first deal. Uh, a buddy of mine heard that I was buying properties and he called me because he was in a tough situation with a house he owned. And he was like, Hey man, I got to sell this in 30 days. Here's what I need to sell it for. I know it's worth way more than that. I don't care. I just need this much money. I need from out. Can, can you buy it? And I was like, yeah, I can buy it. I had no clue how to buy it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that's how the first deal came. So a little bit of luck, uh, but more just positioning yourself to be. Yeah. You got to put yourself again, right? I tell people all the time, right? It, it needs what I tell you all the time. Yeah. Tell yourself an investor and then also tell them what you're looking for. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm an yeah, invest. Absolutely. Like I keep, I keep talking about a buy box. I try to simplify things all the time. Yeah. What are you buying? Right. You're buying yeah. in this area and this zip code of this thing. Yeah. And the more people you tell, the more chances, you know, something will come by. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so did you buy that first one or wholesale it or what'd you do with that first one? Yeah, man. So I, I put it under contract um, and I uh, went to go try to buy it. And again, I had not so great credit when I had my epiphany uh, at sure. three in the morning, yeah. but I started working on it from that point. It was about 90 days from that point until I found this house. And okay. so my credit had been getting better. And right. then I started saving money. And so I, I had about a thousand dollars in savings. That's about all I had. And I needed 20,000 to buy the house. So I was like, cool, I have to find $19,000 in 30 days. Um, but because I put myself around all these other investors who were doing deals, I was able to ask people questions like, Hey, I've got this deal. I've got a thousand dollars. How do I get the rest? Right? right. And people were able to throw ideas at me. And then one of my buddies ended up telling me, Hey man, what about a 401k loan? And I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, so, look at you. Yeah. And, and so we looked into it and uh, I didn't have a 401k because uh, oh. I was bad with money, but my wife did have a 401k. And so we borrowed from her 401k we bought the house, the house cash flowed, it paid us, it paid back the 401k. That's and awesome. like 
and then we had all this equity in this house and i was like this is amazing and then the bank was like well you can use that equity to buy more and they gave me a line of credit against that equity and now i had like 20 some odd thousand dollars to go buy more property with and like when you go from an epiphany about not having enough money to like 90 days later owning a house that pays you and then a bank saying here's twenty thousand more dollars like that's earth shattering yeah let's talk because people need to hear that right so a you made the decision up front you you, uh you decided to change your direction right you didn't look backwards and blame yourself and just oh woe is me it's like no today's going to be different 3 a.m i'm going to go that way right you didn't look backwards you started putting yourself in uncomfortable or at least new situations with new people uh, you kept telling people you're here, this is what you do, all of that, right? The more people you tell, the, the, the more, A, the more you feel and build confidence, but also your network and the telephone game right. works in your favor. You find an opportunity, you say yes, even though at the moment you're like, I don't know. Right. And then you're like, okay. Uh, also, during that time, you are taking daily action, right? You're saving a little money, you're improving your credit, yep. all heading in the right direction. That's great. And then again, you say yes, and then you go find it. You, you again, hear about a 401k loan, take action. I've done 401k loans myself. They're awesome. Um, then you get a deal. Now you get, now you get the house, you have cash flow, and you have 20 grand. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about that because I have a feeling you, did, you used that 20k well. We got to mm-hmm. be honest and admit that a lot of folks <laughs> would have used yeah. at least some of that yeah. not so well. So, so yeah. what'd you do with the 20 grand? uh i used it as a down payment for my next property right answer you know what most people have done right yeah 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 they go buy themselves a car and yeah (laughs) Yeah. at at a minimum they would have said damn it i'm gonna take a five thousand dollar vacation i'll take 15 grand and buy something i'm gonna i'm gonna reward myself now and and the reason i want to bring that up is momentum in this business is, is so hard to build that's the that's the first lesson i learned yeah once you get it rolling don't stop it. Don't, stop. don't throw mud under the wheel, right? Use yeah. the whole 20 grand. Go buy, go buy more. I call it recycling capital, yeah. right? Uh, I, I recycled capital for almost 15 years straight. Never took anything out. To, I, never. Probably bought, I probably bought 20 doors off that one house. Exactly. Exactly. People need to hear this stuff. Don't, you know, because just think, right? Let's just assume you would have taken a quarter of that, which would have been five grand and blowing it, taking your new bride on an advanced hunting. I mean, you could have told yourself a bullshit story right? and blown half or a quarter of it. That would have meant instead of 20 homes, you would have bought 12 homes or 13. Folks, the momentum, stop, stop getting in the way of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Momentum is huge. I I did the same thing after I got a couple of deals. I stopped marketing and just started focusing Whoops. on getting those deals done. Yeah. And I was like, well, when I'm done with these, I'll start marketing again, not realizing that marketing is momentum. Like yeah. if you stop it, it's so hard to get going again. It takes time. Yeah. that it, You create your own air pocket yeah, right? and absolutely. you just feel like the world, like just, I hate flying. So when we hit an air pocket and the plane falls, yeah. that sinking feeling, I don't like that. That's no good. <laughs> That's no good. All right. So, uh, so you get rolling, you get the first house, get 20 grand by the next house. You're, you're, you're rocking and rolling. Um, one thing I knew I wanted to talk to you about is you had an Instagram post. What is your Instagram page? People need to follow you. Yeah, I'm at the Henry Washington on Instagram. At the Henry Washington on Instagram. There's a post, I think it was a month or maybe six weeks ago, about house hacking to your dream home. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's dig into that a little deeper because people need to realize 
that you can have your dream home. House hacking is an amazing way to build wealth. It's an amazing way to get on the property ladder. And it doesn't start with the dream home, but it certainly could end there. So let's tell the story. Yeah, absolutely. So um, during these beginning phases that I was talking about, one of the things that I, once I, you know, doing that first deal helped me realize that like, hey, maybe I went about my primary home situation. Um, uh, not, I don't want to say wrong, just maybe I didn't go about it like an investor. I went about right. it like a retail buyer. Right. And I said, well, now I'm an investor. So as an investor, how would I do this differently? Ah, okay. And um, I was like, all right, well, if I bought a multifamily and we lived in one side, the other side's going to pay most of our mortgage. And we were living in that. So my wife and I had bought a house right. when we first got together. And, you know, we helped pick out the finishes. It was a starter home, but it was brand new, right? Yeah, we it were involved. Right. It was ours. And, um, but we paid retail, right? And so um, I, I told my wife, I was like, hey, I think we need to sell our house. Uh, <laughs> well, we, we looked at renting it first, but I okay. was like, what we paid for it and what it would rent for, yeah. it wasn't going to cash flow. Call that, had, I call that an alligator, just so you right. know. Yeah. And so we only had, and we only had a little bit of equity, like right. not even enough to have to, to, to use a realtor. If we use a realtor, we lose money. Yeah. So okay. like we didn't have any. Realtor. So you were in it for a pretty short window. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And so I said, I think we need to sell it. Let's just try to sell it for sale by owner. We may make five or six grand. We can take that and use it as a down payment for uh, a duplex. Okay. And we can, and then we, and then we don't have this mortgage payment that's holding us back. And if we can just live there for a couple of years, we can still pretend like we're paying a mortgage. Mm -hmm. We'll just pay it to ourselves yeah. in a savings account. Exactly. And then if we save it for two years, we'll have this much money saved up and we'll move somebody into the unit that we live in. And so we'll have that much more cash flow. Yeah. So we'll have our down payment. We can get the dream home that we want with that down payment. And then when we rent out this unit, this unit will pay for at least a quarter to a half of our mortgage at our dream oh. house. And I was like, I know the goal is to go from the house we're in now to our dream home. If we stay here and we go the normal route and we just live here for a couple of years and then upgrade to the next home because we got a couple of raises and promotions at work and then we get a couple more raises and promotions and we upgrade, it'll probably take us five years to get to the dream home. Yeah. I said, but if we do it this way where we just sacrifice a little on the front side, I think we can get there in two years. Mm. And she was like, done. Up? Yeah, let's do it. That is awesome. So I want to just re I want to reiterate that story, what I think I heard, because again, what you're telling me here, Henry, is you're doing things that most people won't. It's just flat out, right? It's just you're doing things that most people won't. So first off, you get married, yep. you buy a dream home, three and a half percent down, FHA, yep. right? And then yep. how long between moving in to your brand new home with your with your significant other? To having that, you know what, honey, we may need to um, we may need to go backwards. Frankly, was that year, months? About a year and a half. Okay, about a year and a half. All right. And this is in Arkansas again, just to make sure. Okay, so all right. Well, I can't. So you're married two years at this point, maybe. Mm -hmm. All right. Any kids? No, not at this point. Okay, not at that point. Okay. So so just you and her, both working. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dual income, brand new house. You realize that, you know what, you could probably get to the dream home fat, which there's no question you could. When you were telling the story up front, hey, honey, if we stay here, get raises. I was thinking 10 years to the dream home. You said five. Which yeah, that's, maybe. That's, that's if everything goes perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So five to 10 years, let's say. Yeah. Um, and then, you, then you, just, you just go, honey, let's, 
Did you actually show her a duplex? Like, hey, that could be the duplex, or did you just do? Yeah, I mean, now? we both went on Zillow and started looking to see what was out there, and I said, okay. we could live in something like this. For yeah, a come on, years. honey, it's just it's us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so so you had that conversation. You paint the vision of getting to the dream home faster. Uh, so you buy a duplex. Was the duplex turnkey? You had you sweat equity. What was that like? Yeah, yeah, it was turnkey. So what happened? I actually got pretty lucky from uh, a duplex perspective because it technically isn't a duplex. We were oh. looking. We had toured several duplexes, okay. and we were almost about to put an offer in on on one of them. Um, and what happened was, I was at work at my day job, and I was uh, in in the restroom, and I heard overheard a couple of guys. And one of the guys said, hey, hey, man, you uh, you sell your house yet? And he was like, man, no, I can't get anybody to, to you know, can't get anybody to make any offers. And he was like, well, what's holding you back? And he was like, well, it's a it's a it's a small single family home. It's, only, it's like a 1600 square foot house. He was like, but I've got this mother in law house in the back. And like <gasps> people, people just want the one house. They don't want to be landlords. And so <sighs> I'm not getting offers. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I like to be landlords. Yeah, Let's I want talk. one of those. Right. And so he and I chatted and we sat down and he let me go look at it. And uh, he was asking more than I could pay. And so we got a little creative. What happened was I went and looked at it. I took my wife. It was turnkey. It was perfect. And I said, all right, here's the deal. Like, I can't pay what you're asking. Okay. I was like, but what I can do is I can pay you this much and I won't use a realtor. And then your realtor if he's willing to take 4% instead of six, because he's only going to get three if I use a realtor. Right. I said, but if he wants to take four, he'll make more than he was going to make. You can keep the rest in your pocket. Yeah. That will net you what you were going to make at your normal asking price anyway. Oh, there you go. And so everybody I like wins. I get the price I need. Their realtor gets 4%. He gets the money he wanted he, on the back end. He gets his and that's net. that's how we right. bought it. Wow. So, so did, I'm curious, the mother-in-law I'm guessing was smaller. It was, yeah, like 800 square feet. So 16 up, 1600 up front. Is that like a, I don't know, Arkansas, sorry. Is that like three bedrooms or four bedrooms? It was Arkansas? a three bed, two bath, okay. single family and a one bed, one bath mother-in-law house. In and like literally detached, like yard. Literally between. detached. Okay. The whole property was on one acre. Oh, that shoot. house was separate. Yeah. Yeah. One, so you may not even see the house. It could right. be trees and bushes yeah. in the way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, one acre. Damn. Love those. Love that. Love that. You don't get that a lot in California. Right. Um, okay. Right. So did you live in the back or the front? I'm just guessing. Uh, man, I tried to live in the back. Oh, she didn't go for it. She was not having it. Not, not feeling that. In, she's like, look, I've been on board for the 401k loan. I've been on board for being investors. I've been on board for selling my house. I've been no. on board for, for, for moving into a duplex. I am not on board for living in a one bedroom house. And I said, all right. Yes, dear. Yeah. Thank you very much. You are right. right. <laughs> I'm not dying on this hill. <laughs> right. Hey, man. Yep. That, that was an easy give. That's right. pretty cool. Right. All right. So what's an eight, what's a one bedroom, one bath house rent for in Arkansas at this at time? At that time, we rented it for 700. All right. It's I'm guessing rents for, are up. Yeah. It's rented for 950 now. And that's what, like two years later, three years mm -hmm. later? Wow. Rents are skyrocketing. Yeah, that's like 20%. Yeah. That's like 30%. Wow. Okay. All right. That's fun. Okay. Um, I hope people heard that story again. You need to go back and re-listen to that. Uh, right, let's actually finish the story. Actually, we're only halfway yeah. through. So now you move yeah. into the duplex. How long do you live there before you see the dream house? Live there for two years. Two years to the day, just two like years. you planned. 
just like two years. We two years is what we stayed for. And did she bring uh, that up a lot? Say like, honey. No, not at all. She. Oh. Liked it. We both enjoyed the house. Awesome. Like we really liked living there. I, you know, I think we liked living there more than we liked our <laughs> house that we sold. Like just That's when funny. you when you're living somewhere that like, because money we weren't having to pay a mortgage like exactly so you had a little bit more a little more cheddar right so much more comfortable oh man that's and, awesome. um, and so yeah we lived we enjoyed it we had a daughter our first daughter was born there nice. and so it's a sentimental value now yeah it was our home that's like, we awesome loved it. and um so yeah two years we lived there and so what we did and i tell people like house hacking is great yeah. but if you're not going to do this part you might as well not house hack right okay like, so what we did we were paying about Thirteen or fourteen hundred dollars a month at right. the house before, okay. right? And then we moved in, and then we now had somebody paying seven hundred dollars a month right. of our mortgage, which was only like twelve hundred dollars a month or something like. So that. your mortgage yeah. goes down a hundred bucks because you get out of the new house into this yeah. one, yeah. and you have someone paying seven. Okay, I'm with you. So, so now far. we're only paying five, right? right? But we were used to paying fourteen. Okay. So that's what eight hundred, nine hundred dollars a month. Yeah, we kept that nine hundred dollars. We kept paying it. Like, because we were used yes. to paying it. Yeah, no, you so should. So we put it in a savings account. Uh, did you? Month. I'm just curious. Did you open up a brand new account, like different places? Yeah, we, we, yeah my we no, because my wife wasn't gonna let me mess that money up. So we, <laughs> we we had it in a savings account. Like, it's just fine. In our, yeah, automatically just going in the savings. Oh, account, that's right? awesome. So you live there for two years. That's what twenty some odd thousand bucks. Yeah, right? yeah. And so once you get that that money saved up, that cushion helps you feel comfortable. Yeah. Right? And so then we could start looking at houses. And so, right. you know, we start looking around, we find the house that we love and we were able to afford the down payment and we were, uh, and then you move out of that one and we were able to get, at that time we were getting 1300 a month out of the house we moved out of. <laughs> I'm just going to do the math for people. So you're getting 1300 out of the one you left. Yep. You were getting seven. You're probably up to eight, 900. Nine, yeah, nine, probably... 950 now. All right. So let's call it. So that's two... 15 now. Yeah. So wow. 20. So that's, oh, 950 and 15. So that's like 2,400. Yeah. And the mortgage was 12. You said that earlier. So you're mm -hmm. cash flowing massively. Mm -hmm. And then tell us about the dream home. I mean, everybody needs a dream home. What's the dream home? Yeah, man. So we moved into a, a, a new construction home. The dream home's cool, man. So it's a, <laughs> I like it's it. A, it's a, it's a, gosh, uh, two, three, four, five bedroom, um, <laughs> five yeah. beds. One four bath house. <laughs> you don't even go in half the bathrooms, man. <laughs> yeah, four, five bed, four bath. Uh, I don't even. It's a Massive. four thousand square foot something. I don't know. But um, what? I, what? It's just the layout worked right. so perfectly for our family. Mm -hmm. Like all the homes we kept seeing had the same layout. It didn't. Yeah. Like we kept trying to think like how would this operate for our family? Would it? It didn't quite feel perfect. But when we walked through this house, we we're like this. This layout is it? perfect. Like nice. we could, our lifestyle fits this house. And so we loved it. And, um, and it was in a neighborhood. So I used to rent a house in a neighborhood next door to okay. this neighborhood. And it was when I, not, when I first moved to Arkansas and I used to go on runs and walks and I would go through this neighborhood because it has all these big, nice houses. And it was, nice. it, was it was a lot prettier to walk through this neighborhood <laughs> than to walk through that I understand. the house I was living in, right? And I just remember walking through this neighborhood and thinking, man, I'll never this won't be something I'll ever be able to afford or wow, I'll never live awesome. someplace like this. And so to like, to find our perfect layout in a home in this neighborhood that I didn't think I was going to ever be able to be in was, was pretty surreal. And so 
That's cool. You know, we make that offer. We move in. I think our mortgage is $2,400 a month. Okay. You know, but we've got, you know, you're doing whatever okay. the excess is yeah. from, you know, 15, 15 and nine yeah. minus 12, whatever that is. It's 12. Yeah. Yeah. And or, so that, 13 that or covers, whatever. Yeah. That's awesome. That covers most. Uh, so, uh, all right. So this, this is so much fun. So what are, what are other big, big deals or big mindset shifts that takes you from that first house, then your, your duplex, now your dream home. And, and, you know, as we open this year at 67 doors, mm-hmm. um, what were some of the keys to doing that? Cause some people, they just, they don't see it as possible. And you got there in four or five years. Yeah, man. Um, so I, I think what holds a lot of people back is people think that you have to know how like everybody wants to know all the how yeah like the whole a to z right i want they want all the pieces up front and then they want to take action okay and um that's just not how the universe works right agreed um luckily for us we don't have to figure out how like it's technically not our job right like if you are operating in your vision in your purpose in the thing like if you've got a a seed planted in your brain like everybody's got that man that business that they've been thinking about starting you know or getting started in investing whatever that seed is like all your job is is to start taking action towards putting that into motion you know i had an epiphany at three in the morning i said i'm gonna buy real estate and then i was like well how do i get started i'll just get around other people that are doing it mm-hmm. and we'll figure it out from there yeah. right And the more I immersed myself in the culture, the more I started to learn, the more I started to piece together what the next step is, right? Instead of having to try to figure it out all on the front side, how can you? You don't know anything yet. You haven't haven't gotten started, right? Like, But getting started helps open your eyes to what the next door is. And so I think people wanting to figure out all of the how it just slows, it slows them down and then they never get started. Whereas if you just put one foot in front of the other, you'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah, it's, um, I see that a lot as well. It's like, I, I, I'm a sports guy as well, right? The, yeah. the closest I can think of is like a game of golf, right? Cause I never, I never picked up a golf club until I was over 20, right? Right. So, so and I'm, I played baseball and ten, yeah. you know, all that other stuff, but never. So golf, you just right? took your baseball swing and you yeah, I was it like, down, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> yeah. that doesn't work. What do you mean? I'm bouncing the club over the ball and the ball's not moving. What do you? Why does it go that way? We have to kill right. some gophers, right? Yeah. So again, um, I consider real estate investing kind of like the golf swing. At least it was for me. You look like a complete idiot and moron. Yeah. Right. You do not belong at a golf course, but they have this thing called a driving range. Yeah. Where you go buy a hundred balls or 200 balls or what, and you do it for a month. And even without coaching, you get a little bit better just by yeah. practicing. Yeah. And then once you get kind of like the raw basics, if you get coaching on top of that, they're like, Hey, turn your hips, your, your grips all wrong. It's too hard, yeah. too slow, whatever. Right. You yeah. get a little coaching sprinkled on that. Then it's like, Oh my God. Right. Look at that. The pitching wedge goes as you know doesn't go as far as the driver anymore right? <laughs> right. Just, right? but the swing is about the same right it's it, it you know i haven't come up with a better analogy so again yeah, everybody man, goes great. out there and if you want to play golf or you want to learn real estate do the work put one yeah. foot in front of the other figure it out once you get kind of a base foundation it obviously helps to get coaching or mentoring from the someone who's done that path before because yeah. they will see things that you don't see and reorder things 
And pretty soon you're freaking on a golf course. And the beauty about real estate investing in golfing is once you get the swing down on a driving range, Henry, you could take it to any goddamn golf course you want. It, it's, it's so interchangeable. It's, it's a skill. Like you've yes, now learned, you've yes. now learned how to make money for the rest of your life. Exactly. You don't have to worry anymore. Exactly. Real estate investing is not age specific. Right. You're, you're not an NBA player that, you know, yeah. typically pe peaks out at 32 or a football player that averaged three, three seasons or whatever it is. Right. Real estate investing. I know guys in their eighties that are still yeah. doing it. Rocking it. Just crushing it. Oh, I'm so excited to have this conversation. So what, what else do we want to tell people? How do you go from one or two to 60 something? What are some things you sprinkled in along the way? Yeah, man. So what I've, what I've done um, in order to scale is uh, the first thing I did was I, uh, I partnered. Um, okay. uh, so about 25 of my doors are owned 50-50 with a partner. A money and partner? I'm guessing you found the deal. They did the we were, we were both. We were both. Uh, so I had a marketing business kind of going and then okay. he has a construction background ah. and I didn't have that background got it and so like I was I was bouncing a lot of my like ARV I read, I'm in a construction co uh, budgets sure. and things off of him and he was like dude why don't we just why don't we just put this thing together yeah and we can you know one in business one plus one equals ten not one plus one equals two totally agree. so I was I went from sending about a thousand pieces of mail a month on my own to about eight thousand with him and so we just started taking down deals. And what we learned, what I learned in that process is we were leveraging small banks and we were mm. starting to build these relationships. And the more I brought them good deals, the more they were willing to work with me. Yeah. And, so, and so now I, I don't even pay down payments for deals. My bank's 100% finance, mostly everything, because I know how good the deal needs to be for them to feel comfortable. And, uh, and so awesome. now I, I, and so I teach that. I teach my students how to do those things so that, um, they're not having to bring capital. And so that's just allowed me to, so now my only barrier is how many deals can I find? Right. Right. And so I just became a deal finding business more so than a real estate business, because I knew if I find good deals, yeah. then I can keep them or I can sell them. Right. That is awesome. Um, so again, I just want to go back to kind of the beginning question. I want to ask it one more time. So you're still essentially fishing in the same pond, right? Your buy box is kind of is it an hour from home? I guess, given that Missouri is an hour away, kind of. Yeah, I'd say an hour is about my max. Okay. All right. And do you self-manage or do you pay someone else? It's just me. Well, just my you. wife, my well. wife does it now. <laughs> hey, let's not forget that. She's going to watch this. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Honey, you do all the property management. That's good. Right. So it's a team business. Um, have you left your day job? Yes. When did that happen? I left my day job maybe about five months ago. My wife left hers about three. Months ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. What, what was that? What was that? When did, did you like wake up one day and just decide, Hey, we're comfortable enough. Or did you have that conversation? Cause that's cool. Not everybody gets to do that. Yeah. Um, so for us, um, <clears throat> we probably had enough doors to retire a couple of years ago. Sure. Right. Um, but I like how quickly we were able to scale. And I knew that if we quit our jobs and we had to eat, for my real estate money, yeah. then we wouldn't be able to scale as fast. As fast. And then we wouldn't be as bankable. Um, yep, for sure. Because, you know, we didn't have two years of tax returns, you know, until we were in business for two years, right? right. And so quitting before that two-year period would have hampered us tremendously. And so um, I didn't want to leave my job until I found a way to replace my income that wasn't tied to my rental properties. And so God. when I started coaching and teaching, my income potential um 
skyrocketed sure. and it allowed me to replace my day job income with the coaching and teaching which allows my real estate to stay on its own and I can reinvest everything. That is awesome. Well, let's talk about your coaching and teaching. Where, where can people find out more about it? Yeah, um, uh, my Instagram, you can click the link in my bio and there's the links to my coaching program. You have to apply. And then there's a mentorship program that you don't have to apply for. Cool. Or you can go check out uh, henrywashington.com. I've even got a free book there on how they can um, learn how I'm doing this financing with small banks. Again, that book, the free book is on your website, henrywashington.com? Correct. Very cool. What other pieces of advice do you think you want to tell the One Rinse Light of Time community? Um, yeah, uh, I, like, I like talking to new investors. And so what, what, I, what I like to tell new investors is like real estate is super powerful because right. there's a bajillion ways to get started. There's a bajillion strategies to use. There's, you know, can use your money, hard money. So you know, there's all these strategies, right? And that's great. But when you're new, that's super overwhelming. Right? Yeah. And I think new people, um, they get there's so much of the squirrel syndrome because they're like, yeah. oh, I can look at this deal and this. It, it, it. And so what I tell people, if you want to be a real estate investor, there's only two things you should be focused on as a brand new investor. One is what's a good deal look like in your market, right? Mm -hmm. you, you call it a buy box, right? I do. Yep. Figure out what you want to buy in your market. Figure out what makes a deal a good deal within your buy box, right? Mm -hmm. How do you do that? You get around to other investors, go to a real estate investment, go to every real estate investment meeting you can go to, find the guys in the room that are doing deals and just go strike up conversation. Ask them, hey, tell me about your last deal. Yeah. Hey, tell me about your best deal. Do we love to we talk, love don't we? talking about that stuff. <laughs> exactly. We don't you'll, shut up. Ask yes, us. Yes. You'll build so much rapport. Oh, and you awesome. learn all this information. Now you learn, okay, he bought it here. He paid this much. Um, it cost him this much to repair it. He sold it for this much or he's rented it for this much. That's to ask awesome. him to tell you, what's, what's your worst deal been like, right? Yeah. Like just well, get all this information, right? We love to talk. Now you, under, now you get this information. You know what a good deal looks like. Once you're comfortable and you understand, okay, this is what I'm trying to buy. This is the price point I'm trying to buy it at. Then all you need to figure out is how are you going to find good deals in your market? Yep. Are you going to find them on the market? Are you going to use direct mail? Are you going to have a cold call? Like there's a bajillion strategy. You can literally Google how to find, how to find good off-market deals, right? Yep. Pick a strategy that fits your budget and it fits your personality. I like it. If you can't afford to spend what needs to be spent on a marketing campaign, then you're throwing your money down the drain, right? So if you're looking at a marketing campaign and all the research is telling you, you need to spend $5,000 a month and you only have two, don't do that strategy. Pick a different one you can afford. Right. And then pick one that fits your personality. Like cold calling works great. But if you're not comfortable cold calling, you're not going to make the amount of yeah. calls you need to make for yeah. it to work. If, if you're afraid of this thing, I right. don't suggest doing cold calling. Yeah, exactly. So pick a strategy. Like I don't love cold calling. So I don't do it. I do yeah. direct mail. It's comfortable for me. I like it. It works. Right. Like pick something and then just, just go in on that one strategy. Yes. Fund it appropriately and, and just hammer it, hammer it, hammer it until you get a deal. Once you get a deal, then go figure all the other stuff out. Then yeah. go figure out how you're going to finance it. Go figure out who's going to work on it. Go figure out who's your title company. Go figure out who's your contract. Later. You'll be so motivated to go figure that stuff out at that point <laughs> exactly. that it won't seem overwhelming. You'll just I be like, agree. Yes, let's go get it. Yeah, but until you have a deal, none of that other stuff even matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I love that. So I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask someone who has lots of doors like myself. Uh, what do you think about all these people calling for a real estate crash? You, you uh, believe it or do you think it's comical? Nah, it's not happening. Not happening, right? It's just does not lining up. There's just uh, uh, there, 
this is a global pandemic that's caused a lot of hardship for a lot of people. The government's just not going to let half the population lose their home. They still got to live somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. Even if they foreclose, they don't just live on the street. Like they got to live. This is just not going to happen. Not going to happen. I agree. Well, Henry, this has been a blast for me. Congrats on your success. Uh, there were so many nuggets in here. I hope people go back and listen to it, right? Having the conversation with your wife, selling your first home, which you picked out the finishings, going backwards to your plan. I mean, just awesome stuff. One more time. How, how can people follow you and get part of your world? Yeah, man. Uh, best place to follow me is uh, on Instagram at the Henry Washington on Instagram. And you can go get my free book on how to finance deals with small banks at uh, www.henrywashington.com. Thanks, man. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks again. Thank you.